One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is a CC Radio podcast. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like, the feeling, I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling. Like, you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight out of the tree. All we get is a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family and that would help us grow. Tonight, I'm joined by Aaron, and Aaron had a UFO encounter just north of Sydney. Aaron, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you on, mate, because I always love it when people come on with a UFO encounter, because no two encounters are the same, except tonight's episode might be breaking that rule. Are you able to tell (laughs) us why this might be the case? Yeah, um, so I stumbled across your podcast. I was doing some lengthy drives to work. Uh, a couple of hours each way and hadn't really kind of adopted or got into podcasts heavily but um, thought I'll listen to a UFO story. Um, I found yours and the second one I think I listened to that day um, was by Attila and he talked about seeing orange lights over the northern beaches of Sydney Um, and it was at that point I went wow because I'd seen the similar orange light over Sydney or particularly over Newport. that was in the early 90s, and then I saw another five, um, kind of late 90s, early 2000s, somewhere around there, um, again, out over DY off the, off the beach there. So, yeah, once I saw or heard his description, I had to get in touch. And it's, a, it's the first time this has ever happened on the show because we've had people who have had, you know, multiple encounters of, you know, UFOs and yowies and ghosts and things like that. But yep. it's, it's the first time we've actually ever had someone on the show encounter something in that same area yep. and cool. roughly in that same period of time. Because for those who, um, who don't know, I believe his episode was season four, episode 10. Yes. And he, on there, he said there was almost uh, an influx of UFO sightings around that area. And by the sounds of it, you have been caught in, I guess, the crossfire of all that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I heard him say that as well. Um, and I do remember, and I'm not sure whether it was soon after my um, incident or 
later in the piece, but there was a lady who lived at Collaroy, um, which has a really good view out over the sea there. It's on the top of an escarpment or on the plateau, Collaroy Plateau. Um, and there was a newspaper article that she'd seen orange lights in the local rag, the Manly Daily as well. So just the timing, I'm not that, I don't remember too clearly, but um, it definitely was, um, yeah, she was definitely one of the people. But I think he went on to say a bit more about her um, in his piece as well. So, uh, yeah, a lot of people saw them around that time. It goes to show you that these are this is happening all over the place, and for it to be so concentrated in that one area, it's, I find that to be absolutely fascinating. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, are you able to tell us about the encounters that you've actually had on that on that little bit of I don't know if it's a little bit of a stretch road, but that stretch of road along the beach there. Yeah, sure. Um, so it was late night. Um, would have been. Well, I remember I've committed the actual date to memory, so it was the 5th of November in 1993. Um, it was about, it was just probably 10 to ten to midnight. Um, I was walking my girlfriend at the time down at the bus stop, and so we'd given it 10 to 15 minutes to get down there. Um, as we were walking, so we're heading pretty much due east um, towards the ocean, and uh, a common thing you see when you live in Sydney or particularly up on the beaches there, at night time you see a lot of the plane traffic coming into land at Sydney Airport, which is further south, and you do get to see the headlights of the planes and they're always very bright and white. Um, and before too long, you start to see them split and become two individual headlights uh, as they get closer to landing. So um, our, I've, so walking along, I was looking out to my right, which was south. Um, it was a clear night that night, and I see um, an orange pair of headlight or an orange headlight. I thought it was coming, you know, like they all do, heading uh, kind of facing north or at us. So I kept my eye on it. Just the the main thing that got me curious was the colour, um, having not seen any orange headlights to begin with or before. So. We kept watching it and walking and we were talking as we were getting on. We had probably a 10-minute walk ahead of us. Um, so I noticed it was getting closer and I was about the point I was thinking, yeah, this should be this should be splitting into two by now um, based on its size and it didn't. It kept coming. Um, now, the street we were walking down was lined with a lot of uh, gum trees and you know, they're kind of patchy. They've got a few sticks and a bit of kind of patchy foliage. Um, and it's getting much closer now to the point where I'm like, oh, hang on, what is this? Um, and when I looked at it, it looked like it had stopped in just sitting in the sky. So I um, grabbed Leah and said, hey, come and look at this. And we found a gap in the trees where we could get a clear view of it. And sure enough, it was just sitting there, not moving anymore. Um, and it was at that point we uh, became quite interested and thought, well, what is this? And started going through the list. Can you hear anything? There's no flashing lights. Are you hearing propellers? Any type of, you know, mechanical propulsion? And it was a no, 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 no. So we kept watching it. Um, and at that point I was getting a, not nervous but just quite intrigued and um, we thought, okay, well, let's just sit here and see what it does. Um, after that, well, maybe another 10, 15 seconds, um, it started to, I, I call it creep because 
it didn't move uh, continuously. It kind of moved. So if you were to have a, a ruler, say, at arm's length, holding it up in the sky, it was moving approximately, you know, the equivalent of three to five centimetres in through the sky towards us and then stopping. And then it would move again and stop, move again and stop and continue to do that. And as we kept walking, we were watching it kind of creeping over the top of us. Um, by this stage, we'd gone up another, say, 50 metres and were due to turn right and head down another road to get us into the centre of town where the bus stop was. Um, continued to creep and creep and then got to the point where it was directly above our head and we were on a nice steep hill so I sat down on the road and we were kind of watching it. Um, it was the creeping bit kind of um, unnerved. My girlfriend at the time was going, you know, what is this? And so we sat there and watched it and it didn't do anything for probably two or three minutes, just the orange light sitting there. Nothing else to be seen, no movement, no noise. Um, you know, late night at Newport, being on a beach, you can hear the, you know, on a gentler night or that night in particular, it was quite a gentle surf, so you hear that off in the distance um, and the odd car going down the highway, uh, but that's about it. So we sat there and I was actually, once I'd taken the right, um, was out the front of a mate's house. So I was keen to run in and grab him and say, come and look at this, but a, I didn't know if he was there. Um, B, I'm not sure his parents would have appreciated it too much. So I did and I sat on the road and we just sat there and watched it. So uh, Lee was concerned that the bus was coming and I said, no, 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 this, it's fine. You know, we'll just get a taxi or get, get you a taxi or something if we miss it. Um, but in my mind, it was checkmate. This thing was sitting there and I wasn't going anywhere. I was going to see how this unfolded. So you know, it wasn't going to disappear behind a tree line or a, a skyline of some description. It was right above us, clear as a bell, um, very orange, not a not a hard to look at orange or a twinkling orange, just a almost like um, the glow of an ember. Um, a very kind of deep orange looked really quite warm. Um, so yeah, and it was and it was big. Uh, it wasn't like I guess it would have been maybe three to five. So using the you know, ruler at arm's length, maybe three to five mil. So much bigger than most of the other stars in the sky. Um, but the orange was the most striking thing because it was quite intense. Um, but, you know, not painful to look at and not, not illuminating or twinkling or anything, just a very solid orange. Um, so we sat there and, like I said, for a good few minutes, um, there wasn't much else, but I wasn't going. It was simple. It's like, no way, we're going to see. So it was after a while, it was kind of like, hang on, you know, nothing's happening. Well, no, still going to sit here. Um, and then what it did next was quite hard to explain, but I have got something I can liken it to. Uh, so basically around the light was a, like a sphere. Um, it was, it lasted for about three seconds. Um, a sphere of swirling green um, uh, smoke, uh, if that makes sense, but but kind of contained to the shape of the sphere. So that's the best way I can describe it. It was yeah, so it was it was there for three or four seconds, kind of swirling around, then it was gone. Um, it was at that point, Leah just went, "Oh, what what the fuck was that?" Um, 
oh, let's get out of here. And I said, no, 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 let's watch, let's watch. Um, so going back to that kind of swirling effect, it's the closest thing I've seen is, you know, like an old uh, Pink Floyd concert or something like that where they shoot that flat laser across the crowd and there's this, this, the smoke that swirls in it because um, the smoke machines are going all night, obviously. It's, it was like that, like a swirling kind of green sphere and it wasn't blocking out the light. I could still see the orange light inside it, but it was this thing happening around it um, and that stopped. That was gone and then it shot straight up. So from my perspective, it was the size it was and then it was a pinprick. So my mind has gone, oh, it's just yeah, shot straight up into the sky because um, it got really small, but still very, very distinct orange. Didn't It didn't lose that intensity. Um, didn't kind of become a, a, a white or anything like that. It was still clear. I, I, we were locked onto it and, and had kind of calibrated to it. So we were seeing it very clearly, but, yeah, the orange still remained. Um, after that, it's back down. It's come back down to pretty much where it was sitting based on its size. So I, I didn't think that it was getting big, uh, yeah, was shrinking in size. It was more likely to be shooting straight up into the air, but I just didn't have that kind of sight on perspective. Um, so after that, it had come back down. It went up again, and then it was down, then it went up, and it continued to go through this up and down motion for, you know, maybe seven, seven or eight more times. Um, and then it shot up very high again, still the little orange prick or little prick of light. Um, and then, yeah, it, um, we were kind of watching and I think I said, oh, maybe, maybe it's about to nick off and it just disappeared. Uh, it was out of sight. Um, I was a bit bummed and I thought, wow, that's, that was pretty cool. And we said, no, let's just give it a minute. Let's make sure it doesn't come back. And sure enough, bing, it popped back. Oh, you're kidding. Light. No, that's what I thought. I was like, is this thing and listening? I don't know. It, you know. I often ask that. But it popped back for that split second and then, bing, it disappeared again. And then we waited and didn't see it again. And that was the, that was the orange light over Newport. That is an absolutely incredible encounter there, Aaron. That is. Yeah. That yeah, is um, amazing. Yeah, it was a weird one, that's for sure. And for, for my first one, you know, the, <laughs> I've had a few others since, but nothing tops that one. That that took a while. That took probably maybe 10, 12 minutes to watch it do all that. From, yeah. You know, coming up to creeping, sitting there, green orb around it, and, phew, and took off kind of thing. So, yeah, really interesting. Um, but, and, yeah. Definitely so, in- before you saw it this night, were you a believer before that? Yeah, I was. This would have been, like, Christmas Day for you then. <laughs> um, look, I, my mum was quite open to that stuff, and it's not like she was ever, you know, preaching it or anything like that. But she always told us of a, of a UFO her and my father saw. Um, at, you know, they were quite young. I'd only been together for a little while, same thing at, at Warrywood Headland, which is another beach um, three or four down from Newport towards the city. And they were, up, they were up there on the headland one day and just looking out over the ocean and said they saw uh, an orange one kind of come in from the clouds, um, fly down towards the water, stop for a few seconds and then took off kind of in the opposite direction and continued on. 
And they both just said, oh, did you see that? And they were like, yeah, I saw that. So <laughs> I often I often heard that story. Um, so, yeah, I was definitely, definitely likes to think that it was um, that they were real. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So when you were seeing this, like what was going through your mind? Were you thinking, wow, I'm, I'm 100% seeing a UFO here? Yeah. Um, I was ruling out things like a internally going, no, there's no noise. Like I said, no flashing lights, not hearing anything. It's not a chopper. Um, so just kind of tick off those things that it might be mistaken for. Um, but all that was kind of confirmed once it left the way it did, uh, particularly after, you know, going up and down for the short period that it was and then completely disappearing out of sight from what appeared to be a very high altitude due to its very small size. So, yeah, it was at that point I said, yep, that was a UFO. Uh, but the green the green kind of, uh, it's almost like uh, the way the one of the auroras hits the earth. It's that kind of dancing green. It had that colour to it. Yeah, yeah, I know so exactly what charged, you mean. It's like a charged particle type reaction. So, I don't know, maybe that was, maybe that was part of the propulsion. Um, maybe there was some kind of charge thing going on, which caused that anomaly um, before it started, you know, dancing up and down through the sky like it was. What was going through your head and your and your partner at the time, her head, when you were seeing this thing, you know, going up and down just above you? <laughs> um, <laughs> just curious, like I said, it was, for me, it was checkmate. I was like, nah, I'm, I've got this thing. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere till we see where this goes. So I was quite happy to sit it out. If it was all night, I was going to be there all night. There was no drama, but um, Leah wasn't as keen, particularly after the the green bit um, where it kind of freaked her out a little bit. She said, did you see that? And I said, yes, Let, you know, let's keep watching. And she's like, I want to get out of here. So we didn't. I said, no, 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 let's let's sit down and we'll keep watching. But, um, yeah, look, I was I was happy to be happy to sit through it, you know, for whatever it took. Um, it's a shame it was before the days of iPhones and portable cameras, um, regretfully, but I know a uh, girlfriend at the time probably had a had a harder time with it. Um, being, you know, probably either not having much kind of reference previously through her parents or anything like that, it was probably a bit, bit confronting and real for her. Yeah, so she probably wasn't as much of a believer as you were in that in that sense. No, definitely not. Um, I don't think she was a skeptic, but just probably thought, you know, it's not the sort of thing you you see often, and I, you know, I may never see it. But she got one, so that was good. Absolutely, and that's a really fantastic encounter. And for you to be able to share that with with someone and have them kind of collaborate with you yeah, about that, yeah, that that just kind of really makes it a, a really really solid encounter to have yeah yeah that's right we were able to we actually made the decision as we continued to walk said look let's let's just keep this one <laughs> to ourselves we'll talk about it and, you know i said i might tell her so and so he's one of the close mates at the time and she's like yeah i'm not going to tell anyone i might tell my dad i said yeah that's a good idea um and i know she did because he came up you know, maybe 12 months later saying oh leah told me about the ufo you saw it's like yeah that's right and you know it just kind of not that I'd forgotten about it, but, you know, life went on. Um, but, yeah, definitely good to have another pair of eyes there and be able to talk through it because it didn't just happen in an instant. Um, 
there's definitely a lot of time to sit there and kind of analyse it and kind of take in what was going on and, like I said, rule out those things that it might be a mistake, you know, what you think you're saying. And, you know, that's the best thing to do in a, in a situation like that because it's so easy to jump on the, oh, that's a UFO, that light in the sky and yeah. kind of, you know, you, you people can really invent their own encounters, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. If people want to do that, that's completely fine. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, you, you had a genuine encounter and that's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it was a good one. Definitely. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Also, are you wanting more content? Why not become a Believe Plus member? You'll get access to exclusive podcasts and episodes that aren't available to the public. Not only that, you'll also get our regular feed without any ads. Head to believepod.com forward slash plus to sign up today for just $5 a month. So you alluded to the fact that you've actually had a couple there. So yes. do you mind telling me about uh, some of those other ones there, Aaron? Yeah, so um, I can tell you about the other five lights, the orange ones. Um, so later in the piece, um, I was doing some night shift as a painter and decorator. Um, I was starting quite late because I was painting a, a restaurant, so they were open and kind of functioning till late at night and then I'd go in at about midnight and paint through till six or seven in the morning and get out before the staff came in. Um, so I was heading off to work and where I lived at the time was out the back of Dubai um, and I was heading again east towards the ocean and it was a pretty kind of clear view of the sky uh, on the road I used to travel down and I saw going from north to south or from my uh, left to my right Five orange lights, not flying in any particular pattern, but they weren't moving in relation to each other either. They were sitting in that particular position. Um, I watched, they, they weren't going fast, they were pretty low. It seemed to be out over the ocean. Um, there was a bit of cloud cover around as I, I was able to watch them for probably two, three Ks of driving. And I thought, I'm just going to head down to the beach and see if I can continue to see them. But that was the ultimate plan, but um, as I got you know, a couple of k's down the road, they slowly kind of changed angle and started heading up and slowly disappeared up through the clouds. Um, I could see a bit of illumination through the cloud at first, but it obviously got too thick, and then they were out of out of view. But that was definitely late nineties, early two thousands, um, probably l- later in the nineties or closer to the year two thousand. So within that within that time frame that um, Attila had mentioned as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was just about to say, that kind of fits the bill for when there was that kind of flood of sightings in that area. Yeah. Was that close to the the area you had that first encounter? Yeah, so that suburb, so DY is probably halfway between Newport and the city. It's it's probably 10 k's south, um, the city being about 20, 22 k's, so... DY is yeah about halfway, so still still considered you know the northern beaches, um, yeah it's still definitely got a beach and all that sort of stuff down to Manly. So the the next big kind of port of call there is Manly, which is uh, probably two or three suburbs further south again. So yeah, it's it's sat, sat right within that area. And Collaroy was just uh, like from Collaroy Plateau 
if you're on the southern end of it, you can actually see into DY. So it's pretty much right there. That's interesting. It's definitely a hot spot, isn't it? It seemed to be, but um, I always you know, keep my eyes open and actually spend a lot of time just looking at the night sky. I never saw too much, um, you know, the old satellite and shooting star and stuff, but I guess it was the uh, the unexpected ones that that you see when you when you yeah you know, when you least expect it. And what's really fascinating about that encounter is that if they were let's say they were planes, let's say they were fighter jets or something like yeah. that, and you yep. saw five of them at that distance, they would be making a lot of racket because when yeah. you see planes coming in off the ocean or or anything like that, that sound just bounces back up off the um the the surface of the ocean, and you can hear it yeah. pretty clearly. Yeah, definitely. This was this was silent again. You know, being near the beach, um, all you'd hear is the the gentle crashing waves. I didn't hear any noise. I was driving at the time as well, but there was no loud noise associated with nothing that I could hear over the car. But again, you know, solid orange lights, and I knew the orange too. Um, once I once I saw them, went oh, that's you know that's them again. So it was that distinct orange color. Um, but you know, getting a side on view this time. Yeah, no orange, no flashing lights or anything like that associated with them either. I know they were probably, they're obviously a fair bit of distance away, but could you see any shape within the light or is it just too far no. away? It was just the light that you could see. Yeah, it was just, yeah, just the light. Even the, even the first one, there was no shape in the light. It was just a solid orange light or glow. With that first encounter, do you think it knew you were there? I often ask this, particularly with the way it, um, left and then came back. Um, look, it's it's weird and it's one of those ones that I, if I'm telling someone that I think's open to it, I may or may not include. But I have definitely asked myself, did this thing? Yeah, uh, you know, was it? A, did it know? Not not what I was thinking, but what I was saying um, to to do what it did. And right before it did its green ball of. Uh, whatever it was, um, I think I may have said something like, oh, well, what happens next, you know, um, and that happened and, you know, and then it went on to do what it did. So, yeah, look, I have thought that, definitely. It it wouldn't surprise me because, I mean, you hear the encounter that Attila had there and it almost sounded like it was following him. And yeah. the, the yeah. encounter you had is it's so eerily similar that it honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if this was doing something similar. Well, it was sitting right above us, and that's why um, it's almost like, yeah, when I go back to thinking about how it was, you know, heading north, we were walking east, I've got my eyes on it, and it stops and then starts <laughs> creeping through the air um, till it's right above us, and we've gone up 50 metres and turned a corner, and we've both kind of stopped. It's above us, and, you know, we're on the ground below it. Um, you know, it sounds like that might be a possibility. Um, I'm not saying yes, but just the whole thing, yeah, I, I do ask that question a lot, whether it was either onto the fact that it was being watched or even maybe having an idea about either what I was thinking or saying. I don't know. It's 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 going out in a limb, but, I, yeah, like I said, definitely have asked myself that. Regardless if you think that or not, how does, <laughs> how does that make you feel if it was actually – I guess following you or, or you know tracking you. Um, I don't know to be honest. Um, I'm okay with it. I never. 
you know, I was I spent a lot of time thinking about it for the couple of days after. But no, I I never thought I never felt threatened or anything like that. I mean, I don't know if that's even the right word, but um, like I said, when it was above us and I was sitting on the road, I was like, check mate, buddy, I've got you. You know, <laughs> you're not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm going to see how this unfolds. So yeah, no, it was it was good. It was good. Definitely. Definitely nothing weird associated with it or any weird feelings. And that's always a good sign. I always ask people, you yeah. know, when they have an encounter like this where they, they get so involved in the, the interaction with the object that I always say, pull out the UFO handbook and check, did you have any missing time? Do you have any scars? Do you have anything like that that <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> kind of makes you go, ooh, yeah. what happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. No, yeah, no missing time because we made it to the bus on time um, and – yeah, no scars. I was able to walk home and actually took quite a while because I was keeping an eye out for something similar or it again. But no, it didn't. It didn't. I didn't see it again that night. That's 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 a good sign then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe it was. Uh, maybe it was bored and went. Oh, here's a got now. Nah. On to the next we'll, one. We'll move on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, do you still keep an eye out on the sky today? Has it like just sparked a fascination with you now? Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Always looking and have seen other. Things, you know, from glimpses to actually, yeah, to quite long um, sightings as well of lights in the sky. Um, nothing as spectacular as that, but have seen, you know, little white lights. Um, in fact, I my most recent one was outside here um, a few weeks back where a white light travelled um, across the sky, so where I'm now in Queensland, it was kind of heading out east to, towards Moreton Bay. Um, I was helping my wife hang the washing out and just looked up at the sky. It was a nice sky and see a, a white light, which was a bit bigger than a satellite, um, and but definitely brighter. And inside, the kids are, you know, got my phone doing something. So I said, you look at this and, you know, no flashing lights again. Went through the list. Any propulsion, any lights, anything else going on. So I ran in and filmed it on my camera. And yeah, it was night time, and I, I definitely picked it up. Um, but the camera was kind of going in and out of focus, and I had to keep touching the screen to to get it to lock onto its most um, you know the highest resolution or the the best focus it could get. Um, so I was able to scroll through that piece of video, um, which I'm happy to send whoever's got some video software and can have a look. Um, yeah, but I was able to get a few snippets of when it was most in focus, um, probably it's three or four times, but there's definitely some there's definitely some features which are consistent in each of those photos. Um, I know what it looks like to me. I didn't. I just showed my wife later. I said, have a look at these photos. And it was a couple of days later I started Googling online about something similar and found a guy in the UK like 13 or 16 years ago or something that had taken photos of something very similar. And when you put the two photos together, it's it looks looks pretty close to me. Oh, but, really? Yeah, that's my that's that's just my opinion. But happy to share the photos. If like I said, if someone's got some video editing software or can do something with it, then yeah, I'll 
I'll give it over easily. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Yeah. Look, we can always yeah. include those um, those pictures and stuff with your your episode on our website. So, oh yeah, sure. Yeah, yep. if if you want, you can always shoot those over, and we can um, we can definitely include those because I know people always like to have a uh, a bit of a visual connection to the the stories that are told on the um, on the show here. So that would be yeah. fantastic if you could do that. Yep, done. So before we before we wrap up there tonight, Aaron, I have to ask you: you've had one of the most incredible experiences I've heard with a UFO and you you're constantly seeing them now throughout your life. Do you feel like yes. you're you're starting to become a little bit more sensitive to them or do you think that now that you've seen that one you're you're just actively keeping an eye out for them? No, um it's I'm not going to say it's like the thing that I can see at will, but there's just times when I know to look. I don't know. It's hard to explain. There's, there's times when I think I should be looking. Um, and, you know, three out of those five times, I'll see something. Um, that's probably the best way to describe it. And that's not the weirdest thing I've ever heard when it comes to this stuff because um, I've had a, a gentleman on the show before and there's an actually there's a documentary made about him. It's um, Australian Skies too. His name's Liam. And... He basically said the same thing to me, is that he just has a feeling that he needs to go outside and look and there will right. be a UFO there. So, oh, okay. it's uh, if you, if you, that's maybe a documentary <laughs> worth checking out for yourself. Oh, yeah, I'll have a look at that one. Yeah, for sure. It might, might open up like Pandora's box <laughs> yeah. for you, but it, um, it, yeah. it might give you a couple of answers too, because- if um you know if if you are feeling things like that, that might just you know point you in the right direction to to maybe get some answers for some questions that you may have. Mm, yeah, I'll check it out. See if I can dig it up somewhere. Oh mate, it's uh it's absolutely everywhere. It's uh it's, oh, cool. it's really great. Um, Amazon yep. Prime's the best place to get that. That's a that's a free ad from. They're good guys over there. They're really good. Cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. But cool. um, what do you what do you think uh, these are? What do you think these UFOs are? In this day and age, I don't know. Um, it might even be us, you know. <laughs> There's, I don't. I'm not sure. Like I could, I could go either way. I could easily say yes, it's you know, extraterrestrial in in origin. Um, then another part, I could easily believe that it, it's us, you know, using uh, the technology that we obtain through you know source of crashes, you know, that have been well documented over the years, like Roswell and stuff. Um, Maybe it's us flying them now. Um, and then I guess, you know, the, even the more far out stories is it's, you know, once you're talking timelines and all this sort of thing, um, you know, is it is it something else? Is it us from the future? Yeah, there's, there's even theories and ideas like that floating around out there as well. So I don't know. Um, I, I could believe either of those stories. And that's the great thing about this is that there's no wrong answer there because at the end of the day, no one knows right now. Yeah. It's it's all it's all speculation, it's all it's yes. all guess, it's all personal experiences. So yeah. you know, I yeah. think whatever you think relates best to you is probably the the right answer for you right now. Yeah, I reckon so. Yeah. Well, Aaron, I want to thank you for coming on the show because I have to tell you, I'm I'm genuinely jealous of that UFO encounter that you that you had on the beach there. That's uh, you hear of some spooky ones, you hear of some ones that kind of leave people a little bit rattled and shaken. But you uh, you stepped up to the plate and you wanted to hang around. I I I dig that. <laughs> 
Oh, like I said, it, it had you know it had nowhere to go. You know, he couldn't run. I was I was watching. So no, it's all good. It was um, a pleasure to be on. And that's going to do it for tonight. And remember, if you have had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash believe UFO radio. Until next time, stay safe and you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.